0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University where we talk about what is going on in pop culture and see what we can learn from it. I'm your host, Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from TikTok. You know, I be talking about conspiracy theories a lot on there. You may have seen one or two or all, 30 parts of them or whatever. If it is your first time here, thank you so much for coming. Everyone is so welcome here. Take a seat in the classroom wherever you would like. If it is not your first time here, thank you so much for coming back. I love you. I stand you. I'm in your fandom you guys this week has been so annoying for me because of my car cars ever since i've turned 16 has have haunted me ever since i i literally crashed into the dunkin donuts drive-thru when i was getting a iced coffee when i was 16 name something gayer if you need to name something gayer than gay sex say that and i was in a truck too why did I think I could fit in the Dunkin' Donuts drive-thru right in a truck? Anyway, this week I got a ticket for parking outside of my own house. What the fuck is that? I did not know you needed to like register your own parking outside of your house if you park on the street between the hours of 2 and 4 a.m. What's going on between 2 and 4 a.m. that I can't park there? And was the mortgage not enough? Now I need to pay for the parking outside. And then I went out in Chicago this weekend and I parked in like this little Chicago Parking Solutions parking lot and then walked to my man's house. And by the time I got there and paid for the parking because it was cold and I was scared, so I just walked there before I paid. My car was towed. And guess what? I still paid the fucking parking by the time I realized it was towed, so I paid double. And then I had to go get my car from the little towing location at like four in the morning, still in my outfit from the night out. I looked like a GTA prostitute. But the streets of Chicago did not let me down because yesterday I was walking in the streets of Chicago and I kicked- I kicked something. And I looked down and I was like, what did I just kick? It sounded like a bottle. It was Ariana Grande's perfume just sitting on the ground. And Ariana Grande is my favorite pop star of all time. She's my number one. I'm an Ariana. So I was like, (gasps) I was so happy. I felt like I found a pot of gold and I picked it up and the bottle was full. It was her sweet like candy perfume from 2016 that I've always wanted to buy for myself, but just never did. And then I just got it. And that was the way of God, aka Ariana herself, because God is a woman telling me that, It's okay, and don't hate the streets of Chicago for giving you car problems. Anyway, enough of my issues. A lot of celebrities have issues this week, and we're going to talk about Taylor Swift being called fat phobic in her new music video. Yeah, Taylor Swift is even being problematic? Wow. And then we're going to talk about how Taylor Swift ruined Kim Kardashian's birthday and how Kim Kardashian's birthday was ruined in general. And then we're going to talk about Harry Styles' new movie and if his gay sex scene was really as good as he said it was going to be. Did he save gay sex in the cinema? We'll talk about it. And then we're going to talk about someone getting a BBL and then something insanely illegal and scary from her trifling doctor that happened during the surgery. And then we're going to talk about the rumors that Travis Scott has cheated on Kylie Jenner with an Instagram model. Before we get into all of it, make sure to rate this podcast five star on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You already know. Support me because why not <laughs> screenshot yourself listening to this post on your instagram story and tag me and i'll hit you up i hit everyone up and have great combos with you in the dms or if you just want to say hi if you're shy we can just say hi um but yeah you're already here you may as well do all that so let's get into today's episode class get in your damn seats because class is in session
2: it's
1: Taylor was right. It's her. Hi. She's the problem. Taylor Swift is the problem because she came out with her new single, Antihero. And it's a song all about all of the things that she hates about herself and that she feels like people just pummel her for. And she gets so much hate online for these things and just some of her own internal shames. And she really represented all of those self-loathing thoughts in that music video as well. And I think it's very relatable. We all have things about ourselves that we don't like. Taylor even said that.
2: Antihero is one of my favorite songs um, I've ever written. I really don't think I've delved this far into my insecurities in this detail before. This song really is is a real guided tour throughout all the, you know, things I tend to hate about myself. We all hate things about ourselves.
1: And one of the things she does not like about herself is her relationship with her body and her weight and the concept of being fat. There was a scene in her music video where, you know, she's singing along with the chorus. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. And then she gets on a scale and she says that she's the problem because when she just stands on the scale, it doesn't give her her weight in pounds. It reads the word fat. That's all it says. Just the word fat. I was a little shocked when I said that, when I when I saw that for the first time in the video. And then after the scale just says fat in bold letters, another Taylor looks over at her in a very judgmental, criticizing, mm, you could lose a few pounds kind of look. Really a fat phobic glare at Taylor on the scale. And that Taylor is not supposed to represent Taylor in real life being afraid of being fat. It's supposed to represent her internal ED, her internal eating disorder that she has. When I first saw this, I was shocked. I couldn't believe she put it in there. But my second thought was, thank God she did because how relatable. But outrage ensued and people thought that she was hindering the body acceptance movement. Hey Taylor Swift, what the fuck, dude? Being fat is not a bad thing, and in five seconds of your music video, you have successfully reinforced the idea that it is. But that does not give her permission to perpetuate a really harmful fucking narrative. Fat is not a feeling, and feeling fat or fearing being fat or not liking the way you look, which is often what feeling fat actually is, does not mean that you deal with the systemic issues that actual fat people actually deal with.
3: In 2010 to 2014,
1: I was a counselor for teenage girls and if this music video had come out then and they would have seen their
2: fucking idol standing on a scale looking disappointed and disgusted with herself and the word fat coming up, I can only imagine how hurt and disgusted with themselves so many of them would have been. Swifties, I am one of you. I'm one of you, hear me out though. Do I really need need to spell it out? Do I need to spell out why that's a problem? In Taylor Swift's new music video, she has an imagery that directly contributes to anti-fatness. Taylor Swift thinks being fat is a bad thing. So
1: clearly, a lot of people were very mad. They don't care if she's Taylor Swift. They're not going to kiss her ass. They're going to yell at her or actually just yell at their phone and then post it on the Internet. But like, damn, girl, tell us how you really feel. Holy shit. They were screaming at the phone. Like Taylor said, some people just need to calm the F down. Now... I understand what they're saying. I have very, a lot of empathy for these people. I grew up fat. I was genuinely like overweight, obese, all through growing up until I was about 15. And then you lose weight. And then you realize how much fat phobia exists and how different people treat you when you're big and when you're skinny or whatever people like to determine as big or skinny. People treat you a world of difference. And it's Such a jarring difference. It literally affected my mental health so much, just realizing how horrible people were who were treating me bad, and now suddenly they're my friend. It's like people won't even let you finish your sentence or care about what you're saying or open the door for you when you're plus size and then when you lose weight. like They'll do all those things as if it's just normal, as if you're human again. So I totally feel for the body acceptance movement. I want it to progress as much as it possibly can. But I don't think Taylor Swift was contributing to fat phobia at all. I think was that scene was supposed to represent was her not liking that she still has internalized fat phobia. And that is totally a real thing because we were all grown up, you know, indoctrinated to think that being fat was bad and it's so shameful and you should never be. And anyone who is is lazy or whatever. And that's just not the case. Being fat is. First of all, you can't feel fat like that's a noun, not an adjective. So fat isn't a bad thing. But we were raised to think that. And she is not saying that her expression of this shame she feels is healthy. She's not promoting it. She actually is saying that it's totally unhealthy, and she wishes she didn't feel this way about herself, but she does. She hates the way she looks at herself on the scale, and she wishes she could be at a place of body acceptance. She's actually dealt with an ED for a really long time that we didn't even know about until she talked about it in her 2019 documentary, Miss Americana.
2: I've learned over the years it's not good for me to see pictures of myself every day because I have a tendency and it's only happened a few times and I'm not in any way proud of it, but I get, I tend to get triggered by something, whether it's a picture of me where I feel like I looked like my tummy was too big or, or like someone said that I looked pregnant or something and that'll just trigger me to just starve a little bit, just stop eating.
1: I love her and I think her struggle is so real and I feel for anyone who's gone through that. And I think Taylor really represents the modern day person who we all probably feel this way no matter where we are in our journey. The modern day person that kind of walks the line of living in a world that some people will shame you for feeling fat or being hard on yourself about your body. Like how dare you say that being fat is a bad thing and you don't want to be fat. And they'll shame you for even like losing weight. Like, oh, like you wanted to be skinny. You don't want to be fat anymore. What's that about? And then a huge other chunk of people will shame you for being fat and be fat phobic to you and say rude comments to you and just really reinforce any internalized fat phobia that you still have. So Taylor's representing that struggle of, Oh, like I don't know how to feel and it's not as easy as it looks. Body acceptance is easier said than done. And I think people wanting to silence her really real and fair experience are very problematic themselves and unfair and really short-sighted pretending a problem isn't there doesn't mean it's not there silencing someone with that problem is the problem not letting someone talk about their real experience because it doesn't fit with your agenda in this perfect world that you would like to live in is the problem and you yelling and being crazy over tiktok And wanting social media to bully her and cancel her, that's the type of reaction that makes people not want to speak up about what they're going through and just causing more problems. And how dare you try to dictate someone's emotions because it doesn't go with your magic wand agenda that you have. I think we can all relate to Taylor, and she's really brave for putting that thought process out there, even though she knew she could risk a lot of backlash. It's like when you tell your parents that you're depressed and they're like, what do you have to be depressed about? You have a roof over your head. You have food. You're not depressed. Stop being depressed. Are you just supposed to stop feeling that way? Is Taylor just supposed to not feel this internalized shame that she's had forever? No, that's not how that works. She actually feels like that. So instead of making TikToks dismissing her experience, maybe you can make TikToks telling her how to, or giving her advice on how to take one step forward towards body acceptance and helping her towards recovery. And I think in general, we just need to So this is the what can we learn from this portion. What can we learn from this? I think in general, we just need to meet people with more understanding and instrumental support. And just because someone's experience doesn't match the agenda that you have does not mean that we have to attack and cancel. We need to, we can attack and cancel some people who are just generally being hurtful and going out of their way to outrage people and being awful people. But this is where people need to learn. If someone is expressing their trauma in a respectful and real way why are we shutting them up and not helping? Or if someone is ignorant to real life tips and advice that could change their life, help them. Or if someone is ignorant about anything, but they're still being respectful, I think we can help them and not cancel. So meeting people with more understanding and instrumental support will, will save a lot of steps in between that people could be yelling and canceling and it'll get to a solution way faster. So another piece of tea that happened in the anti-hero music video is that Taylor Swift, queen of Easter eggs, came for Kim Kardashian so hard. It she's, Taylor's not over it, and I love it. So in another scene in the anti-hero video, Taylor sings the line, I have this dream my daughter-in-law kills me for the money. Because basically her fear is that, or something she could hate about herself is that, her kids could have affluenza and be awful people and literally want to kill her for the money. And she's fearful that her kids could turn out that way. And that's a real ass fear. I wonder if my parents think I turned out that way. Anyway, (laughs) she depicts in the music video, her daughter in law in the future. And this woman is awful in this video. She looks like a vapid, superficial, phony, problematic Instagram baddie, who Taylor thinks that all this daughter-in-law thinks about is wealth and flaunting her material possessions and trying to project her superiority on social media and literally thinks that she would kill Taylor for the money. In the video she has on pounds of makeup and is taking selfies on her selfie stick with a bedazzled phone and is posting to her followers and checking the will to see how much how many millions taylor left her and guess what this awful girl's name in the video is named her name is kimber like kimberly kardashian so basically taylor swift is saying that she is so afraid that her kids will turn out just as awful as Kim Kardashian. And the personality matches perfect, the name matches. So I don't think there's any doubt that Taylor was literally saying that Kim is an awful, superficial, phony bitch and does not like her. I'm gonna play the scene for you, the yelling, cause I think it's funny.
3: What does it say? It's the worst. But
0: who got the beach house?
3: She's having it turned into a f-ing cat sanctuary.
0: What? Cats don't even like the beach.
3: What about the rest of the assets?
0: I flew all the way here from Ibiza! To my children I leave... Thirteen cents. No!
3: Wait, 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 you guys. There's probably a secret encoded message that means something else! Yeah, 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 that's what mom would always do. P.S. There's no secret encoded message that means something else. Love, Taylor.
1: Great. Well, good job, Chad. You finally pushed it too far.
3: What are you implying by that? I think she's implying that you haven't hesitated to trade on Mom's name. Mm. Excuse
1: me? Um, and do you not remember your book, Going at Swift? And your
3: stupid podcast, podcast. Life Comes at You Swiftly, which I'm pretty sure you're recording for on your phone right now. Chad, come on! Okay, well, why don't you go cry about it at the country club that you name-dropped Mom to get into, Preston? And, Kimber, you're literally wearing her clothes right now.
0: No,
1: I'm not.
3: That's from the Fearless tour, 2009.
0: Okay, well, you know what? We were very, very close. I missed her. They were so close. <laughs> okay, I'm just gonna say <laughs> it. I think she killed her.
3: You've gone too far! Hey, Kimber was the last one with her. She didn't fall off that balcony. She was pushed. No!
1: It's too good. Taylor Swift is too fucking good. She could literally write for SNL. Like, that was fucking hilarious. And she wrote, she wrote and directed that whole music video. She's a woman of many talents. Um, Taylor did not give a fuck that that music video came out the same day as Kim Kardashian's birthday. <laughs> she said, bitch, I don't care if it's your birthday. I'm not going to be nice to you just because of that. I'm not going to kiss your ass on your birthday. I'm going to make you look like an idiot on your birthday. And the whole internet is going to be talking about you in a bad light on your birthday and i respect that i respect that level of petty taylor swift i wouldn't say is, like i guess you could describe her as petty i would maybe use that adjective but taylor has a good ass reason to be petty she isn't over it did you guys see that kim said that like in an interview a few years ago that she was asked if taylor and kanye and herself are over their drama that they had and kim was like yeah we're over it like okay, everyone's just moved on we're over it
0: Kim, you and Taylor Swift, still a beef with Taylor after all that went down? No, squat. Over it. Over it. Good. And have you two had any communication or you just feel like we've all moved on?
2: No, I feel like we've all moved on.
1: Okay. When I first saw that, honestly, my blood ran cold. Chills went up my spine. Kim, are you soulless? You're gonna... Like, Taylor Swift said this literally changed her whole perception of herself and how the world saw her. And basically sent her into some kind of like psychotic break and made a whole fucking album called Reputation about how people's perception of her has changed. And she's the uh, uh, the queen of the snakes and a liar, evil woman. And you're just going to say like two years after that you're over it, that you've moved on. Guess what, Taylor? She can't move on. You literally embarrassed her you lied but you lied kim sorry that your birthday was yesterday i still love you you fucking lied and that was one thing that really pisses me off about kim like i do love the kardashians but at the same time it's hard for me to like just forget about that sometimes you and kanye are gonna ruin taylor's life and then just say you moved on well taylor is still traumatized from it and that's why taylor uh depicted her in this music video like this as this person who is just on social media doing things for money and pr because taylor literally only did this for i mean sorry kim literally only did this the whole phone call thing with taylor ruining her reputation for pr so she can keep up her public image keep her show going keep her a-list blah 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 persona going and who better to feud with to stay relevant taylor swift what's the quote it's something like the person who inflicted the trauma usually doesn't remember it But the person who was inflicted the trauma onto always remembers it. So, of course, Taylor isn't going to forget. Well, Kim is just blah, 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 moving on on a private jet for her birthday. She's going to continue to wish karma upon you, Kim, and continue to embarrass you for all time because that's what you truly deserve and you gave her a reason to. So what can we learn from this? If you don't want someone to do something bad to you, like make you look like a literal cunt in their music video don't give them a reason to even if you are having a hard time resisting the urge to be evil do something bad just don't like someone you want to really do something fucked up to them just resist the urge just take the high road because you guys should just keep your side of the street clean i know this weighs on i hope this weighs on kim's conscious to this day you don't want to deal with it on your conscious you don't want to give someone a reason to hate you you don't want to make an enemy. You don't want to live with the feeling of having done something bad to someone and that negative energy manifesting inside you. If you do bad things to people, they will not forget. Karma will track you down. And when your side of the street is dirty and your conscious is not clear, you will only have yourself to thank. So don't put yourself in that situation. Try to be the best person in every situation that you possibly can be. If someone does you wrong, just do your best to resolve the situation in the most respectful way so you can go home at night and you know what they say a clear conscience is a good pillow so kim has burned a lot of bridges and she has herself to thank for that am i wrong no but i still kind of like Kim and keep up with her life and everything you know so am i wrong for that probably i probably am wrong for that but let's talk about kim's birthday because her birthday was kind of ruined by more things than just taylor swift it was also ruined by her private jet I know. First of all, Kim turned 42, and she looks better than me, and I'm 22. I just know every single Kardashian is going to outlive me. I'm only 22. Chris is, like, in her 60s. I know for some reason, even if I die when I'm 90, Kris Jenner's still going to be there. She's going to find a way. I I always think, like, what am I going to do when the Kardashians die? Bitch, I'm never seeing that day. Don't, don't worry about it, darling. Anyway, Kim looks amazing. Her skin is so tight. She's never been skinnier and her ass is still popping. I don't know why people are like her BBL is disappearing. She's always a fat ass. Like Kim is not skinny. I don't think the skinny trend is back. Her curves will always be her iconic signature. I don't think they're ever going away. She'll be 90 and have a fat ass. And I know we can count on that. Something else that we can count on on Kim Kardashian is the fact that she always she'll always go to Tao for her birthday. If you don't know, Tao is like kind of like this really nice bar, nightclub and restaurant all in one. And it's in a lot of cities. I know there's one in Chicago and Las Vegas. I'm sure in like New York, Kim always goes to the one in Tao. And this year, her friends surprised her by booking her a flight to Las Vegas to go to Tao and go to an Usher concert. And they decorated her whole private jet, Kim Air, because Kim has her own private jet. And they put, like, her faces on sticks, and they put her faces on shot glasses, and had a bunch of her favorite junk food on the plane. And it really looked like a cute night, and I was really happy for her that she was celebrating with all her friends and her family. And, of course, she looked amazing. Her drift was out. Her titties were out. Kim was going to have a great night. Bleach blonde, looking fucking good. So... Also, if you don't know, Kim would always go to Tao for her birthday like in her 20s and on keeping up with the Kardashians when she she had her old face and she still looked Armenian. There would always be photos of her holding up signs at Tao and making her appearances. That's crazy. Like club appearances used to be the way the Kardashians made their money. But anyway, they were flying like a G6 on the way to Las Vegas. And they actually couldn't land the plane and do the whole birthday night plans because there was dangerous weather that made it impossible for the plane to land. And she tried to go to two different airports to land, but because of 60 mile per hour winds, she literally just had to turn her plane around from Las Vegas to LA, which I'm sure the climate people were so upset about. Ooh, oh damn, Taylor Swift is so smart. She said, Pete, windmill your dick, your big dick. Pete Davidson, I'm talking about. Windmill your big dick and cause there to be so much wind in Las Vegas that Kim has to not land her plane. And who's going to look like the climate criminal now, bitch? Not Taylor, Kim. Kim said, quote, for the record, we did fly to Vegas and try to land twice at two different airports and it was too dangerous. So safety always comes first. And we flew home. I don't know how any planes land in Chicago. It's so fucking windy here. I was walking by the lake the other day, literally looking like SpongeBob in that episode of uh spongebob where they're like the crusty cry pizza and the wind is literally blowing spongebob dainty ass in a tornado spiral i couldn't even breathe i felt like i was on a roller coaster so i don't know how anyone uh flies here i literally need like a riot shield for the wind in chicago um but yeah kim said we couldn't land due to wind so it looks like our carbone party and usher concert isn't happening and we are headed back home so yes she literally just spent her birthday on a plane and i guess if you're going to be stuck on a plane on your birthday it may as well be your own private jet like i'm saying her birthday was ruined she was still on her own damn plane called kim air with bold letters saying kim air on the side drinking the most expensive champagne probably wearing a wig that costs more than the mortgage on my house so sorry kim that your birthday was slightly inconvenienced Um, Her family actually went to In-N-Out after that. She was like, you know what? Let me just eat my feelings. And she went to In-N-Out in California and they were filming for her show the whole time. Imagine you're just in In In-N-Out and then all the Kardashians walk in and they're filming for their show. Not only are you like pigging out at In-N-Out, I'd be so triggered if I was one of the people there, I'd be shoveling fries in my face in the background and then I'm gonna end up on Hulu looking like a pig. And Kim Kardashian, like I'm gonna meet her looking like that. I'd be so mad if that was happening. And yeah, I think they just ate and then went home and Kim probably went to bed early because that's what she does. She got so many birthday flowers as always. So many birthday posts. Kim's story on Instagram is always shamelessly long and I love that. I love someone who just posts 200 Instagram stories and says, I dare you to unfollow me because you're annoyed. You can't look away. I love that. I like don't post over like 10 or else I feel annoying. Um, But yeah, she got so many birthday posts. North probably forgot about her birthday and didn't even say happy birthday to her. Kanye, if he had access to Instagram, would probably just tell the world that she has diarrhea for her birthday. So yeah, happy birthday, Kim. Even if you lose everything, you're still sexy. So good for you, babe. Speaking of karma, karma has tracked Kanye West down. Because Karma is Taylor Swift's boyfriend, if you didn't know. And he'll do anything for her because he's a simp. Karma used to be my boyfriend, but we broke up because I gave him gonorrhea. So now he is dating Taylor Swift. And Karma really came for Kanye West. And his life is over. As it should be, though. So if you don't know, Kanye said really, first of all, a string of horrible things. He's supporting like an anti-BLM documentary by the most disgusting troll on the internet, Candace Owens. Who I literally, if I saw her in person, I would immediately hurl i would projectile vomit all over her because she's so triggering to me i hate her block her on everything now anyway kanye also said really bad anti-semitism things um if you did not know he said literally for no reason it seemed like so randomly on instagram he said that he was going to go Deathcon 3 on the jewish people which i can't think of a more problematic or idiotic thing to say he's literally wanted to basically kill G- jewish people and go death con three on them kind of sounds like hitler hacked his account or something really fucked up so after kanye who's one of the most famous people in the world posted that trolls on tiktok like similar to andrew tate followers were posting anti-semitic things very problematic hating on jewish people almost like threatening them. I think any post like that, I'm assuming was taken down immediately. Uh, But people like little incels in training boys were posting anti-Jewish things to their TikToks. And then not only that, but people in real life, IRL on the 405 highway in LA were hanging banners, like big ass banners to everyone driving by that said, Kanye is right about the Jews honk if you know oh my god that's so scary i like hate when conversations like this come up but also i kind of appreciate it because it exposes people who have those beliefs and then people wake up and realize it's a real problem but at the same time i can't believe so many people think this so if you didn't know kanye tried to like take it back and reword what he was saying he was saying he didn't want to go death con 3 on all the jews the jewish people he said he wanted to go Deathcon 3 on jewish businessmen that he knows that control artists and fashion designers and he said he's worked with a lot of bad jewish men in power basically but he said that in the complete awful outrage mongering way just to get attention as he always does so he didn't apologize because he's a genius and he can't do that but he did try to take it back uh, Piers Morgan gave him a hard time in an interview about it. That's like the only time I've ever liked Piers Morgan. You don't hold accountability to my pain. You're being a
0: Karen.
3: I'm talking about... The, I'm, talking, I'm not accountability to the I'm, pain. I'm not a Karen. And I'm not going to cancel you and I'm not going <laughs> to uncense you. I'm simply going to challenge you on what you're saying. You can, you can, I think you, can't you don't understand me. the pain that you've been causing with some of these comments. And I think that one in particular, I can understand... Oh
0: my God. God forbid! God forbid! One comment could cause people to feel any of the pain that my people have went through for years. Even like the blacks being ushered to the left during the civil rights movement. What, no why, one has cared about he, black people. Why does people. He, Okay. Why no, does he, no? All
3: right. No one is. Can I? Let me say. I agree that the racism against black people has been utterly deplorable, shameful, unacceptable. And thank God the world is beginning to move to a better place about the what, way what about, it is treated okay, black people about, like you. However, however, it's, one form of racism. Here no, doesn't no, justify, it's almost well, in a
0: better place. But one you one see, form of racism doesn't justify another. It's not a better I'm place. I'm not
3: cutting you off. I'm finishing my sentence. So you can respond. One it's form not, of racism. It's, not, it's one not form racism. of racism. It is racism when you say I'm going death so for Jewish truth. people.
0: I was in a position where I've been hurt. And this is the way I had the right to express myself. The point of this interview is for you to question me and then for me to answer and say, "Okay, even though the same rules are not applied to my people, if a person with a gun or drugs is pulled over and has four, three other people in the car, they're all going to jail. I'm not going to apply that to Jewish people for the sake of this conversation. Isn't that what you wanted? But you know what you did? You tried to civil rights me. You tried to pull me back to a week ago, but we're here today. There's been plenty of com- conversations and commentary since that, but you want me to go back to 1960s. No, no, no. You want, what I want me to go no, back no. to seven days ago. All right,
3: let me jump in. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to reflect. Okay, so have we grown? I, have, we,
0: have, we, have we grown? Here's how we grow. Yeah,
3: here's how we grow. I think all racism is wrong. So I, just I feel w- that we've grown. I would like you to reflect. I if feel you, we've grown. If you, you feel if, we've if, grown? If you've now changed what you wanted to say originally, my question for you is, do you now regret saying I death every free day. on Jewish people? Are you sorry you said that? No. I don't think it matters. You should be. Absolutely not.
1: Even Piers was turning against him. So that's when you know it's too late. So before I say all the companies and major people who have completely functionally canceled Kanye, let me say something about his ex-wife. So Kim Kardashian posted, she barely acknowledges him online anymore, but she actually did. She said, hate speech is never okay or excusable. I stand together with the Jewish community and call on the terrible violence and hateful rhetoric towards them to come to an end and then all the other kardashians literally all of them even kendall jenner i don't know why i said even kendall actually i do know why i said even kendall even kendall jenner posted um i stand with the jewish people and my jewish friends all not wanting to be associated with kanye very smart they're all distancing themselves from him by family as they should so here's everyone else who dropped kanye that i didn't even know was possible so Kanye was dropped by his bank. They were like, we are the greediest motherfuckers in the world, and we don't even want to hold your money. Chase Bank, J.P. Morgan Chase Bank dropped him. I don't know where he's going to like put his money now. Kanye said he only put $120 million in the bank out of his whatever billion dollar net worth. Only? Wow. So I don't know where he's going to put that now. Um, His talent agency dropped him. I mean, they could make billions off of him. And CAA, one of the biggest talent agencies in the world, drops Kanye West as a client effective immediately. This is what they said in response to his horrifically anti-Semitic remarks. Increasing calls for Adidas to drop him as their partner. People were petitioning for Adidas to finally drop him. Adidas is nervous, too, because they make so much money off of him. But they're going to lose money if they don't because their stock is plummeting. Um, Like over 30 percent, the Adidas stock is now going down. His streaming and airplay is all going down. According to the latest data from Luminate, albums by Kanye West are down 23%. And airplay, a.k.a. spins on the radio, have dropped off to 13% in the United States. On some stations, they are not even playing him and will refuse to and have gone down to 0% of playing his music. His sixth divorce attorney, lawyer, or whatever, dropped him. Kim is pissed about that. She just wants to get free from this man. She is going to write a letter to herself. Like those when people write letters to her to get them out of jail, she's going to write a letter to herself to see if she can use her lawyer power to do something about this. And then his lawyer, Camille Vasquez, who represented Johnny Depp, so one of the most problematic men in the world, or formerly problematic, said she cannot work with Kanye West. That's when you know it's bad. This this famous lawyer has already had her name dragged through the mud every which way. Reputation is already kind of ruined in some sense, even though she won, and she still will not work with Kanye West. Vogue has cut ties with him. Anna Wintour has had enough, allegedly. Um, a source from Inu said she has made it very clear that Vogue and um, is refusing to work with Kanye and no, made it clear to him that he is no longer a part of the inner circle. Balenciaga has dropped him another one of his big fashion connections and his documentary was shelved so Connie's literally losing everything right now North even dropped him as a dad I'm kidding obviously she probably wishes though so yeah Connie's losing everything it's kind of crazy that even the world can turn on Connie West but this goes to show you're not entitled to say whatever you want in any single way you want there's a way to say something and maybe enunciate your thoughts in a respectful and understanding way that people could see your point. Maybe if he said, I don't like these specific businessmen that I've worked with and I don't want to work with them anymore. This wouldn't be going this way. But instead he said, I want to go deathcon con three on all the Jewish people, which is absurd to me, but he thinks he's entitled to do that because he's a narcissistic genius. And it's kind of nice seeing that he's finally getting what he deserves do i think karma did this to him do i believe in karma honestly no i don't really believe in karma i think Kanye is just a person who is so narcissistic that he doesn't think enough about what he says before he says it and how it will hurt others and this is a pattern so that's why he does bad things to other people and then bad things happen to him because he ruins relationships with people that's what's really happening here i don't think there's some mystical karma in the air there's you know bad things are happening to him just because he's a bad person not karma. If you're a bad person, you'll do bad things to people and bad things will happen to you because people have a reason to come for you. And if you're a good person, people will like you and feel good around you and naturally want to help you and do good by you and good will come back to you. There's not a mythical magic karma going around. It's all just the energy you put out that will be manifested in coming back to you. And that is exactly what we can learn from that. Karma may be real, but at the end of the day if you don't want people to do something bad to you don't give them a reason to and like we even said before, keep your side of the street clean, because that energy will manifest and come right back around as it should. Battling
2: your ground. Karma's on your scent like a bounty hunter. Karma's gonna track you down. Step by step from town to town. Sweet like justice. Karma is a queen. Karma takes all my friends to the summit. Karma is the guy on the screen. Coming straight home to me.
1: Harry Styles has probably inspired a lot of gay sex, but he's decided to give it a try himself. In his new movie, My Policeman. And basically this movie is set in the 1950s and Harry's playing a policeman who gets married to a woman because he lives in Sussex back in the day. If you were gay, you could get beat to death and you will be put in prison if you are caught acting on your homosexual urges. Um, so he marries a woman, even though he has a crush on a man. So he kind of has this secret life with another man and his male lover calls him my policeman. And I'm not going to spoil the movie, but I did see it. And I will get to my review of that in a minute. But what people were really excited to see was his gay sex scenes. Because Harry made quite the stir when he was promoting such scenes and this film in interviews with the Rolling Stone. He explained that it was important to him that the sex scenes were sensitive and loving because he thinks that so much of gay sex in film is just two guys going at it. And it kind of removes the tenderness from it. And he wants to do good because he said that there will be, I would imagine, some people who will watch it who were very much alive during this time when it was illegal to be gay. So people were really rubbed the wrong way by that because he was basically saying any gay sex scene in films up to this point were horrible and he's going to fix that. As a straight man, because he just thinks it's the right thing to do, which sounds very ignorant. I'm sure he didn't have horrible intentions, but people took that the wrong way, and it seems easy to do so. There was, because obviously, there's a lot of less popular gay films that are about real gay stories with tender love scenes that apparently Harry has never seen, and he didn't do his research, he didn't care to. I get why people are mad at him he kind of capitalizes off of this queer image of his but at the same time doesn't gain doesn't um claim queerness everyone says he's this you know gender ambiguous or androgynous or whatever the word like androgynous icon and he doesn't conform to the straight image that people want him to or that he would in one direction and he's like a he's like a queer ally or queer representative or something but he's not he's not gonna claim queerness and for that people think he shouldn't really have his fingers in the business of such or even comment on the community that much saying that he's gonna fix gay sex scenes in films and that honestly makes a lot of sense people also just continue the discussion of why are men who are straight or don't claim gayness playing all the gay characters in Another, you know, any big gay movie that goes to the theaters except bros, people playing the lead roles were probably straight. So that's why people were mad about the sex scenes leading up to it. But now that I've seen it, were the sex scenes tender and loving and were they good? Or was it just two guys going at it, just like all the other ones that apparently Harry Styles have seen? So let's read some reviews. This isn't mine. These are just reviews from publications. So the Daily Beast said, Much to my surprise, the first scene, because there were multiple sex scenes, you guys. The first scene, along with each sex scene that follows, is performed with appropriate tenderness and realistic lust, creating a palpable, undeniable sensuality that left me hot under the collar. By God, Harry Styles was right. Patrick and Tom, those are the gay characters' names, Patrick and Tom hold each other close, making love to each other while clearly enjoying the carnal nature of their desires. The scene is designed to show that sex between these two characters is both erotic and romantic while also realistic tom and patrick engage in um a n a l sex <laughs> I, I don't know why if it feels weird to say that into this mic the scene is not staged for the audience's pleasure there are no legs flailing in the air or in- instinctively arched backs and then this is what some people on twitter said okay the way it all makes sense when you see the scenes Like, he's inarticulate. Basically, they're agreeing that he was stupid with what he said. He's inarticulate, but he's not wrong. The scenes were beautifully tender and hot. Someone else said, when people were hitting on Harry for that gay sex comment, but those were actually the most stunning sex scenes I've ever seen. They said, I don't think I've ever seen a gay sex scene quite like it. And yes, I agree. It was tender. I really felt the chemistry between him and the character. And it seemed like Harry was really in it, like, really enjoying it and comparably there were also straight scenes like straight sex scenes with harry and a girl in the movie and they were really bad because his character just isn't into it so it was so interesting like i know it's fictional but just seeing harry play a character where he is having this awful interaction with a woman but like an amazing one with a man i'm like oh my god it was very convincing harry seemed very very into it but even though it was tender to be honest it kind of just looked like two guys going at it I don't know. I think Harry worded that so wrong, so I'm going to call him out on it. Harry, it was it was just you and a guy going at it. That's what, that's what sex is. Like you guys were just going at it. There were fingers in a the mouth, there was hands around the neck. It was aggressive. It was very breathy. Like it, it was very intense. It was steamy. When they first started going, me and my friend that went were not blinking. We were not missing a second of that. Um and I really liked the scene I, I Okay, I like the first one because they were both, like, really, really, really DL. They were both straight because if they weren't, they would get killed. And then they had that awkward, like, nonverbal, are you gay, are, are you gay, like, seduction scene with each other. And I've always wanted to, like, live that fantasy of if I was in the closet and another seemingly straight guy but was actually gay, like, had that awkward nonverbal and then hook up. I just think it's hotter because, like, they want it so bad that they're willing to break the law and, like, come out just in that moment. I just think that's hot. And that's, like, a fantasy of mine. But, ew. I hope no one I know is, like, listening to this. But I've just always been so gay. So, like, I've, I've never had that experience. But I just thought it was so hot, I guess. Um, but, yeah, at the same time, they were really just going at it. Did he save gay sex in cinema? No. I've seen similar ones in gay films that just weren't as mainstream that Harry clearly did not care to watch, but they were good. And I think Harry did a good job. His scene partner, I think his name is David. David, I'm sorry. I forgot the actor's full name, but his name is David. He said, this was one of the most special things I took away from this project because initially when you read the script and you know that there are these intimate scenes, you hope that the person you're going to be going through this process with is someone you can wholly put your trust in and will communicate with you. And is void of ego. And I got all of that and more. And Harry, wow, Harry got rave reviews even from his partner. I love that for Harry. He made his partner feel comfortable. He did good in the movie. <coughs> his comment was still ignorant, but his scene was good. And I appreciate him at least being an ally and putting his all into the film. Ooh, because the scenes were good. And like they, they initiated it by Harry like touching his neck with a finger. And, like, oh, my, yeah, I, I don't know not not okay let me just review the movie though to see if you should really just see this or just like wait for the scenes to be on twitter the movie it was compelling it had characters that you rooted for and i think showed a really realistic gay relationship as i think it would be in the 50s you know it was fun there was that dangerous element of two gay men having to sneak around or risk getting murdered or in prison and there was actually one gay guy in the movie that got like beat to death i think not that that's fun but like Just like the dangerous, like realisticness of it all. And I'm happy that there was another really like gay, um, big budget film in the theaters. And I'm happy that Harry helped normalize that. I'll say it's worth your time to see. But at the same time, it seemed the movie seemed a little oversimplified. I can sum up the whole plot in like three sentences because it was that simple. I felt like there needed to be more layers, more chapters. I wish there were like two more acts. This is a slight spoiler, but the ending was not very happy, but it could have been. I just feel like the story could have been a little more complex and more than like one dimensional. You you kind of, if you know anything about the the laws about being gay in the 1950s, you you can guess what was going to happen. So I wish there was more twist and turns kept me on the edge of my seat, but I was never on the edge of my seat. The big reveal or climax, like everyone knew that happened. I, there was really no surprise there. So, whatever. Something else about this movie, they kept slurring their damn British words with their thick fucking accent. So half the time, me and my friend could literally not understand what they were saying. We needed subtitles. You would think they were speaking a foreign language. It was fully English. We just did not know what the fuck they were saying. We We would look at each other and be like, what was that fight about? What just happened here? You know when people are like... Basically, speaking a language you can't understand. So, you just kind of like stop paying attention if someone around you is speaking something because you're not going to understand. We found ourselves like spacing out and daydreaming because we fully couldn't understand what they were saying. I feel like I maybe missed half the plot. But anyway, maybe go and see it. I don't think it's a waste of your time. But what can we learn from this little situation with Harry? If you are not a part of or claiming a relationship to such a community, it's inappropriate for you to try to comment on the functioning of such community or capitalize it or capitalize off of it or make it about you etc but you can be an ally and be a part you're still welcome you just think your word or opinion on such matters or any matter in the community is more important because that's insane and delusional so thank you harry for teaching us that and we don't hate you you're an amazing ally slay something else we need to talk about now you guys this is like a horror story so Someone on the internet got a BBL and a YouTube life coach named Anita, who was like her best friend, told her story because her friend didn't want to because she was embarrassed. Her friend went to the Dominican Republic for a BBL and she found this doctor from an Instagram model who was promoting them. Instagram models are never to be trusted. If you've ever listened to my podcast, you you know that. You know that. Never trust a big butt and a smile. We do not trust Instagram models. And after her BBL procedure, this woman was having body aches and headaches and really bad fatigue problems. Just a level of exhaustion that she's really never experienced before. So she went to her like doctor back at home in America and the doctor was doing tests on her and screenings and images. And then they did a blood test and they said, your kidney levels are low. And she was like, what? Like, why would my kidney levels be low with getting a BBL, like impair the functioning of my kidney? So they got an image of her, you know, insides. And the doctor told her that one of her kidneys was gone. The BBL surgeon in the Dominican Republic, stole her kidney. While she was getting the surgery, they cut open her tummy and took out her kidney. While they were taking out fat from her stomach to put in her ass, they took out her kidney and put it in a bag and then sold it for probably over $100,000. And then when she went home and realized that her kidney was gone, she tried to contact this doctor and the doctor ghosted her. And then the Instagram model ghosted her and then they were blocked or the account was gone or something but her kidney is just bada boom bing block blop gone her friend said it shows up and my friend now realizes she only has one kidney so down in the dr that botch organ selling doctor took one of her kidneys and she thought she was getting the steal of her life because her bbl was only going to cost three thousand five hundred dollars I don't know how much kidneys go for on the black market but I know it's way more than that and I don't know if you guys know this but apparently kidneys are the most sold organ on the black market because of people with a multitude of health issues their kidneys no longer functioning and they need a new one and there's a massive wait list and people die waiting for kidneys so people would buy a kidney from the scariest places and spend a lot of money for their loved one or for themselves to save their life. So people will literally work for the devil and steal your kidney while you're just thinking you're getting a BBL. Um this The World Health the World Health Organization estimates that 10,000 kidneys are sold annually annually around the world and you can they're usually sold for about right under six figures. So that doctor made like a $90,000 profit from stealing that poor woman's kidney. At least she didn't die. I know a lot of people die from BBLs. Um, 3% of surgeons have, have had a patient die after a BBL, and 1 in 13,000 people die when they get them. But honestly, I'd rather die after a BBL than know my patient stole my kidney. That is some fucked up shit. I would have major trust issues for the rest of my life. I could never go to the doctor again. I would get cold medicine and think that they're giving me poison or a laxative or something imagine you go pre-op for a surgery and you look in your surgeon's eyes and they say you can trust me and then you're put under and you wake up without a kidney bitch we're going on jerry springer catch me outside give me my kidney bitch why does that girl have to fight someone to get her kidney back I don't want to judge, but when did it become so normal to like risk your life for this stuff? That's what the influencer was saying. Like, it's really become so normal for people to do this. And hearing all these horror stories about specifically BBLs because of the trend going on right now with like female rappers, like Cardi B has been open about having one, Lotto has one. I'm sure the card, like Kylie Jenner has one. It's just seems like too much of a risk these days. And that recent horror story just really puts everything into perspective because that shit can happen to you too so what can we learn from this do whatever you want with your body but know the risk get the best surgeon you can and do not be cheap with it do not go to dominican republic do not go to where's the place in the show botched that they always say tijuana do not go to tijuana that's like the number one cause that people end up unbotched botched on e they went down to tijuana for their plastic surgery you should never be cheap when it comes to parachutes or plastic surgery bitch i've like always wanted to get my fore my hairline done not because i'm balding but because i naturally have such a big forehead and hair transplants are so expensive they're like thirty thousand dollars but you can get a cheap one like i know in multiple places of the world for like three thousand dollars and i want i because i i can afford three thousand right now so i was like I should just do it, but at the same time, no, I'm about to wake up with without a scalp. I'll wake up without a face, so I'm not doing that, so don't be cheap with your plastic surgery, and one more thing, of course, do whatever you want with your body. I love plastic surgery, but really think if this is what you want, and this is what will make you happy, because there's a lot of plastic surgery horror stories out there. A lot of people die from it, because it's a real surgery, so is this just going to make you happy now because it's a trend or will this be something that will make you happy forever and it's really weighing on you and it's weighed on you for years and years and years as trends go and come and you think it's worth the risk and you can get a good doctor. I support that, but is it just for a man? Is it just for the gram? Is it just for a trend? Because if it is, it doesn't seem worth it. I promise you, the love of your life will love you without a BBL and it's not worth rolling the dice and maybe look inside yourself instead and get to the root of what is making you feel like you need it and decide if it's that important to you if you can find the cause for what is making you feel like you need the plastic surgery so much and you find that cause and you know it will only be fixed if you kind of change a certain part of yourself and it's that important then get it sure but do your due diligence just to say stay safe So I guess Kylie Jenner was getting the Tristan Thompson and Chloe treatment, but I guess it was just behind the scenes because there's major rumors that Travis was cheating on Kylie and has been cheating on her for a very long time. And But Kylie's never on the damn show, so she never has to share what's going on in her life. Kylie's like a side character in the Kardashian show. She's like Jonathan Cheban. She's there every one in 10 episodes and then it's just like, Stormy BB, hi everyone, and then leaves she's barely even in the show but now her business is getting aired in real time on social media because a young woman named young sweet row that's her name young sweet row young is spelled exactly how young gravy spells his y-u-n-g young sweet row guess what her job is guess what it is guys guess what young sweet row does for a living she's an instagram model of course of course we always say that i should make merch at this point that says it's always the instagram models because it always is that is one of the major things i've learned from doing this pop culture shit never trust an instagram model never trust a big button to smile if your man is commenting on an instagram models post code red code the fuck red he is dancing with the devil she's trying to steal him get him out of there block her immediately have a conversation about that shut that shit down so anyway, this Instagram model is trying to stir up some drama between the Websters. She posted on her story that it, w- it was a photo of Travis Scott's music video behind the scenes. And she posted a little image that said, I'm directing with a wink, insinuating that she was at his music video shoot, but there was no models in the video. So why would she be there? And these rumors about Young Sweet Row and Travis Scott have been going on for a really long time. Apparently, they've known each other and have been each other's side hoes like she's been his side chick since about 2013 apparently young sweet row has posted photos of them together with travis's head like leaning on her shoulder and him giving her like a giant stuffed bear in like 2015 and whenever travis goes on vacation they'll post at the same location just not together to kind of be discreet about the whole thing so people think that they've been each other's on and off fling for a really long time. And maybe Travis still has a piece of Young Sweet Row in his heart and wants to leave Kylie for her. I don't know if you guys remember, but Kylie and Travis broke up for a little bit in 2019. And then they got back together. But they thought, people thought they broke up because he was literally going to be with Young Sweet Row. T right? And even more tea is that... Kylie seemingly does not like Young Sweet Roe because Young Sweet Row like, torments her. Kylie, we know, got her lips filled, has those big eyes that she maybe got something done to look bigger, and has that Instagram model face. Young Sweet Roe has had that Instagram model face for a long time. She was actually born with really big lips, really big eyes. So... Young Sweet Row kind of pushes the narrative that Kylie only got work done around 2014-2015 so she could look like Young Sweet Row so Travis would love her. That's a real thing. People think her whole Kylie Jenner Lip Kit brand was kind of inspired by wanting to look by uh, look like Young Sweet Row or at least that's what she was trying to push, that narrative. And then Kylie eventually reacted to these whole cheating rumors, but we'll get to that. But anyway, Travis got denied that she was at the video shoot just this week. He took to his Instagram story on Saturday to say weird shit going on. An uninvited person was sneaking photos on what was supposed to be a closed set while I was directing a video. I don't know this person. I've never been with this person. And he told her to stop with the continuous cyber games and the fictional storytelling. And we'll get to that in a second. But Young Sweet Roe had the internet fooled. She was posting these photos from the past. She was posting a photo on his video shoot. People were like, there's no way she would just get on that video shoot. Maybe Travis has better security guards now. But people really believed her. She said that he was lying. And then she posted a video saying that he cheats on Kylie almost every night. And him and Ro were together on Valentine's Day and she posted a photo of multiple of Travis's friends trying to text her to get a hold of her that Travis wants to like hook up tonight because you know Travis has to be discreet and can't do it off of his phone. She posted those receipts and said that that was on Valentine's Day that he was trying to hook up with her really late at night. But Travis then posted his own receipts on his Instagram and it was a photo of his table on Valentine's Day in his own house. And he said, if you weren't here on Valentine's day, then you weren't with me on Valentine's day. Young sweet row literally has him in the palm of her hand. And that kind of made me feel like, damn, like he's, he's kind of scared. He's showing receipts. He's really trying to prove it. She was then saying his receipts were fake, but Travis was speaking up and he doesn't, he barely even spoke up on that Astro World shit. So the fact that he wouldn't speak up on like something so tragic, but it's like going off and off about how he wasn't with young sweet row. It just seemed really suspicious and then she posted even more receipts of them together on a different night and she went on and saying that oh like we were together on valentine's day she said maybe your brain is all scrambled from the molly you take but you were at gunna's party on february 14th aka valentine's day and she had 10 missed calls from your friends as soon as she left trying to get with you. And this is the video that she posted telling the world that he's a cheater and Kylie's being lied to.
2: Okay, so what we're not going to do is we're not going to lie on me because I've been good. I posted whatever fucking story you guys wanted me to post. I pretended I didn't know you, went along with whatever fucking narrative you guys wanted to, no matter how much, like, bullshit I got from it. But to say you don't know me and you've never been with me, when you... have definitely been with me when fucking everybody's seen you with me when I have pictures and videos of you with me come on come on sir or like even fucking this valentine's day I saw you I ran out the door and you had every single girl I know blowing me up like Trav's asking for you come back are we pretending that didn't happen too like come on you cheat on that bitch every single fucking night the whole fucking city sees it don't do this And I was invited to that video shoot, you guys. I would not... I personally do not go anywhere unless I'm invited there.
1: Seems pretty convincing, right? She's a good storyteller. She's a good manipulator of reality, as Instagram models are. She seemed pretty calm, though. Like, she was really just telling the truth. She wasn't stressing about it. And people were really taking her side. She even got Kylie to react. She even got under Kylie's skin. Oh, because Young Sweet Row posted on her Instagram just, like, a photo of her in, like, a sexy outfit. Um, and the caption said, Tell her to be me for Halloween since she wants you to love her so bad. Oh, my God. Crazy. And then Kylie Jenner posted right after, literally basically the same photo and just a sexy lingerie outfit. And the caption said, In your dreams with a burning red heart emoji. So, the girls were beefing on social media in real time. More people believed them because people were tweeting basically just announcing that kylie got cheated on someone said kylie jenner posting thirst traps after getting cheated on reminds me of me that had hundred thousand likes someone else said kylie jenner is a literal billionaire with two kids and travis scott still cheated on her no one is safe someone else said kylie jenner got cheated on this is chris jenner on her way to get kylie to announce her baby boy's name and take the whole travis scott cheating news away People were real convinced they didn't believe Travis. Travis has a bad reputation. So they were like, yeah, not surprised. He's the new Tristan. It was over for him, kind of. But then guess what? Young Sweet Rose Web of Lies was exposed because, wow, Travis Scott was telling the truth. He did not cheat on her, at least with her, because people showed the images that Young Sweet Rose was taking and then Photoshopping to make it look like she was with Travis Scott and showing that all her receipts were photoshopped. And the jig was up, young sweet row, You are exposed as another trifling Instagram model. And you need to go back to OnlyFans and just post for the incels where you belong. There's nothing wrong with that, but that's where you need to go. Stay out of the Kardashians' business. You guys, these Instagram models need attention to live. They need attention to eat. People need to go to their page. They need to do their little Fit Tummy tea ads and sell They're OnlyFans, monthly subscription, and good for them, but it doesn't mean they need to drag down or seek attention in extremely negative ways, in potentially family-ruining ways. People out here are, again, working with the devil. They'll do whatever for a buck. And she was really willing to take down that whole family just to get some clout off the Kardashian. She Photoshopped the whole thing. It was all a lie, you guys. It was a lie. And she gained almost 300,000 followers from this, so her plan worked. Even if she didn't get away with it, she at least got followers, definitely got, you know, more OnlyFans subscriptions, more eyes on her, more eyes all all on her, if you know what I'm saying. And that's what she wanted. So this whole thing is just very disappointing and just goes to prove never trust an Instagram model. I can make a whole TikTok series about that. Blame it on the Instagram model. And now we know Travis is not a cheater for now. Good for Kylie for being the only Kardashian to still be with the man that they had kids with good for her Kylie. Well, thank you guys for joining me today. I love all of you and I appreciate all of you for attending class. And again, you're also welcome here and I hope you love the cute little nuggets of life lessons that we get along with all the tea because I love doing them. And I hope you guys have had an amazing week so far and we'll continue, continue grinding So, you can be a boss bitches and get that bread and build the life of your dreams that you want. And I hope this provides you a little bit of a break and relief and escapism just so you can be refreshed and keep going. I was so sad to hear that Leslie Jordan died today. He's so cute. Just in a car crash, too. The car crash didn't even look like that bad. I don't know if that, see, cars give everyone trouble sorry i probably shouldn't compare my car problems to his experience he literally just died but the car crash looked like not that bad so maybe he just had like some pre-existing condition but people were showing the car crash and it just looked like the front was like hit a little bit you know what else is fucked up he literally he's 67 or was and he just bought his first apartment or condo in la it's odd how you can be so famous but not that rich He just bought his first apartment in L.A. and he was so happy. Like months ago, he was like, I'm 67 and got my first condo. I'm moving up in the world. And then he dies. So lame. All that work just for that. So he deserved a better ending. R.I.P. Leslie Jordan. Love you. Rest in peace. We'll miss you. I have a kind of idea for the next episode. I'm so into Midnight's by Taylor Swift and obviously so is everyone else. But at the same time, not everyone's a Swifty, but for my next episode on Friday, I wanted to do a thing where I dissect what every song on the album is about and who it's about because Midnight's is about 13 sleepless nights from her life. And each of like, it's spread out throughout her life. It's not just in the last year or so, like most of her albums normally are. So people are really doing dissecting about like what keeps her up at night, what traumatizing experience happened this year, this year, this year, back here. She's There's lyrics in her songs talking about when she was 19. So like things have kept her up at night and made her lose sleep from the time she, like back when, even when she was 19 and they still do. So people are like, what happened back then? So they kind of want to dissect what time period I think each song is from and who it's about and what happened and it's just so fun. It's like investigating work. Like Taylor Swift's albums are like escape rooms. And I just want to like get in there. I've seen all the TikTok theories. So let me know if you'd be into that kind of dissecting the whole Midnight's album. Again, not everyone's a Swifty, but she doesn't just talk about like, it wouldn't just be about Taylor. We would also talk about Kim and Kanye. Cause they're mentioned like people think they're talked about. And Justin and Selena, people think she's singing about them at one point and Calvin Harris and joe jonas and john Mayer and jake gyllenhaal everyone thinks everyone in her past and her life is mentioned so i think it'd be fun to go over but let me know in the dms but thank you guys for listening i love and appreciate all of you um make sure to rate this podcast five stars spotify apple Podcasts. screenshot yourself listening to it post it to your instagram story and tag me i'll hit you up and it helps spread the podcast because we don't have big companies doing that for us so it just helps so much and until next time Have an amazing week. I will see you Tuesday. Bye. I meant Friday. I'll see you Friday. Okay, bye.
3: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.